welcome to a new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today I have the pleasure of welcoming David Alima from The Charmery. Thank you for coming to the show. Man, I'm, I'm hyped to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is a treat for me, and um, it's a creamy treat, actually. Uh, it, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. That's that's like uh, my nickname. A lot of my boys they call me Creamy. So, <laughs> I've I've been uh, coming up with really uh, corny like nicknames or have you. I started calling myself Wave Matthews because I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> And, uh, some people get it, some people don't, but it's like, all right, cool, you know? So, like wave. yeah, absolutely, you know? And, um, so I want to get into, like, why I have you on here, um, and kind of what you do. Like, so you're from the Chalmer, Chalmery, and I said that really vaguely just to allow you to say your story, how you want to say it, instead of saying, you know, ice cream czar you know, or whatever, make up some title. I want to let, you know, I usually let the people who are the guests kind of describe their thing. So how would you describe and give us the whole rundown? Yeah. I mean, the Charmery is, um, it's a really good timing too. And we, when we spoke the first time you mentioned, this is, uh, one of your anniversaries, this is right around our seven year anniversary too. So it's a really fun time to kind of be reflective and think about it. And, you know, what started off as, um, you know, an ice cream shop and like, you know, our, basically the Charmery, we, we handcraft ice cream, we make unusual flavors, and we are a community gathering point. And that's, that's really like the, the heart of the matter to us is, you know, how do we make uh, Baltimore a better city through ice cream? That's, that's a great, like, mission. That's a great goal. And I think one of the things that you keyed in on is, you know, I do some reflection in look at how I'm growing as a podcaster and as a, a voice in some ways. Um, I look at like what, what bring, what interests me in people, what interests me in things. And I've had some interesting guests on here and they've got some, some unique things, some unique stories. And that's why I try to tell here at show, like, you know, people in Baltimore have something unique. People in Baltimore have talent and we, we, we're people where we have a rich culture here. So what is your connection to Baltimore? Um, like, are you, are you like, look, were you um, from here? Did you, you know, or did you move in? What, what is your, your story there? Yeah, I grew up in Baltimore. Um, grew up, uh, in the suburbs and in, in Pikesville and all around sort of, and, um, Colonial Village was another neighborhood I grew up in. And, um, and I, I just always, you know, as a, as a child, I, I, the city had a certain allure for me. You know, we'd go in and kind of like explore. My parents loved Greek food. So we'd go to Greek town. We'd go to different restaurants throughout the different city. We actually used to go to Hamden quite a bit where one of our, uh, our, our flagship shop is. And, uh, and I, always, I always loved Baltimore. When I got older, we used to like sneak into jazz clubs in high school in Baltimore. And, and just like, you know, Baltimore always was, had a special place to me. Then I went to uh, school in upstate New York. And from there, I moved to D.C. and loved D.C. for about five years, moved to Northern California. And I was like, all right, this place <laughs> is perfect. I love Northern California. But, you know, it, it wasn't the East Coast. And, and uh, I was too sarcastic, I think, for the, for the <laughs> West Coast, especially Northern California. And they was just called Baltimore called me back. And, and, uh, and you know, it took, it took a while to get back to understand why. Because yeah. when I moved back to Baltimore... 
you know, and, and something I feel about Baltimore is the more you give to it, the more you get back from it. And um, I just hadn't found my my lane in Baltimore right. uh, before we opened the Charmory. So, yeah, that's that's big. I mean, having like different people on like like a few weeks back, I had um, this uh, duo um, Shaolin Jazz. They do. Live. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they do. So, yeah, they're great. I, I went to, um, I, I, I was joking with them. I was like, I was a bad Baltimorean. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, during that Ravens playoff game, I went to see you guys and I feel like I may have caused that loss. It was and- your fault. <laughs> I was thinking it was your fault. I was just waiting to see you. I knew it was yours. It sounds about right. Um, and, um, but, but in listening to it, it's always kind of these, these unique people that have something that's just, just there. It's just like, that doesn't seem, nope, that, that's something that I want to see. And you described, um, and we're going to talk about it a little bit further, um, in a bit, but you described like that the, the Charmory does these kind of unique flavors or what have you. So talking about that a bit, um, what are your, some of your hits and some of your misses when it comes to your, your flavors? Like, all right, this is definitely going to kill. This is going to be great. And it's like, nah, that didn't work or something that like, I talk, told you a little bit earlier um, that we did our, um, our, our 10th anniversary like today, like last year, what have you. And one of the bits that came up was this pickle ice pop. And I was on non-pickle. I was on a no-pickle side. But my co-host, he got all of the um, all of the people that were there on his side. So he was giving out uh, pickle-flavored ice pops. And I was like, <laughs> I thought this was going to bomb, but it worked. And I'm really mad about it. So in that context for, for the Chomery, like what would be, you know, that, that, that one side that was like, this was a win and the other side, like, huh, had, had a bit better expectations here. All right. So let's start with the win. I would say um, cheese and crackers is a flavor we do. Oh. And um, it, it does, you know, it, right now it, it's a, it's a tricky time because of, 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 you know, the pandemic that we're going through, we've stopped doing taste tests, right? Yeah. So a lot of the flavors where, you know, ice cream is one of the only food where like it's encouraged to try it beforehand. And that right. being able to taste gave us great um, freedom because it means like a flavor like cheese and crackers where you hear it and you're like, man, I got to try it. <laughs> if I make it good enough, then you'll act, then you can be like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. And I'm going to scoop for this. Now, yeah. if you just read it on a page, you might be like, nah. But <laughs> it's um you know it's a cheddar cheese base and we use real um we use freeze dried cheddar and real cheddar cheese and cheddar powder wow. and then we um we dust up uh, Ritz crackers and and then we put chunks of Ritz crackers in it as well. Wow. So I mean Ritz crackers are buttery and salty and delicious. And cheddar adds it's like sharpness and the sweetness. It, it, it's a hit flavor. It is a good, delicious flavor. Like it, it sounds out there, but it, it's like, it, it makes sense. Then there's a flavor like, Mm -hmm. Oh, let me try to think of one. We, we tried to do like a, um, a flavor with pork rinds. Oh, and, uh, the pork rinds got soggy and like, like I, I, I I could do it again. And I think I'm going to make it again. Another flavor we tried was seven layer dip. Around the Super Bowl, uh-huh. didn't work. It's, Too many layers. 
too many layers, too many layers. That's the, the story of my life, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I saw some of the, um, the pairings that were out there mentioning layers. I think it was a uh, baklava. And, uh, I was just like, all right, because I started perusing because, you know, I've, I've I'm on this, uh, fast this week. So I'm kind of like living vicariously through people that are enjoying their, their different goodness. And, um, I saw this one flavor that really caught my eye and it, it was like, I like cornbread a lot. And I saw this like cornbread bread, like flavor that was sitting there. It's like, look, can we, can we talk? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that flavor is so good. Again, there's something about, um, you know, putting carbs in, in it's the same thing with crackers. You put like, you know, we have a, like cornbread, we got a secret method. We make the cornbread in house and then we crumble the cornbread and then we coat the cornbread and then we bake the cornbread. The whole point is that it stays a little bit toothsome, has a little bit of texture yeah. in the ice cream. So it's not like, um, just like soggy cornbread that there's some sort of like texture to it, which is hard because, you know, uh, ice cream is a liquid. Yeah. And even when it, like, as it's freezing, it takes about eight hours to get to like frozen. And then it sits in its like semi frozen ice creamy state. It wants to absorb all the moisture from it. So you got to really get it like crunchy and nice. So uh, who doesn't like cornbread and honey and put that in ice cream? And it's Absolutely. like, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just like, see, I think part of my, um, on the weekends, we do like a fish fry, me and my girlfriend. And I feel like one of the flavors is going to be just, you know, we're going to have like, you know, lake trout, whiting, whatever the Baltimore staple is. And then it's like, you know what? Instead of cornbread, baby, let's uh get some cornbread ice cream. See, I, well, I got I, we got. You see, what about this, right? We do we do a flavor, and uh, we it called honey hot sauce. Imagine a little <laughs> scoop of that on the sandwich. Look, <laughs> don't, don't play with my heart now. <laughs> that was one of the, uh, many years ago. We did an event with um, they're closed now, but they were called Shoe Fly Diner. Uh, yeah, over to square right, and um, <clears throat> we did a, a like a dinner with them where each course was in ice cream and food pairing. Like we did an, a, a kale Caesar salad where the dressing was the ice cream. Oh wow! Uh, but the best dish, the <laughs> the best dish we did was a uh, fry. It was fried chicken mm-hmm. with that honey hot sauce ice cream on top of it, and it would just, it just wow. I, Wow. I, I don't know what there's something there's something about honey ice cream hot sauce and fried chicken that <laughs> is uh, forever holds a special place in my heart. So, so you're an ice cream wizard is what you're describing, and uh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so for you, and this is putting you on the spot, actually. What are like three of your go to like your flavors, like because you know you, you from from what I understand, like the Charmery does this kind of combination. They, they're they're doing this combination of or you guys are doing this combination that can please correct me if I'm wrong here, where you're doing something that's like, just this is next level. Like we're going to try this. We're going to do these. You didn't expect that. We're going to put it into an ice cream. <laughs> and then you're having this, this, this lane of like items that are just like traditional. These are the staples to bring in that audience that looks, I like my ice cream, you know, regular, well done, but regular. Mm-hmm. So what are your, what, what ice cream do you like? What are your three? Yeah. So, you know, you, you did a great job kind of thinking about it. We, we never really defined it until, um, we moved, we opened the second shop and then I was like, well, I just want to like people to understand a little bit. So we, we have seven flavors that we call our always flavors. Yeah. So those flavors are always there. 
And except for the exception of one of them, the goal with those flavors is that if you want to come to an ice cream shop and get a traditional ice cream shop experience, you can get vanilla. And I want to make the best vanilla you've had. I want to make the best chocolate. I want to make the best. We do multi chip, which is our version of chocolate chip, uh, mint mountain, which is our, you know, mint chip and salty caramel. We want the, the best versions of like those classic ice cream flavors. We want kids to be happy. We want everyone to be able to come and have a enjoy ice cream. If you want to play around a little bit, we call those the experimental flavors. Yeah. Those you got to like twist your mind around and think about if that's something that you're into. The and then we do flavors. seasonal. Yeah. And then we do seasonal flavors, which are like, you know, based upon the season. So um, right now we're about to release a, doing a cantaloupe flavor and some like really summery kind of delicious flavors. So, um, the three flavors I'd say, uh, one we call ice cream sando. It is basically, uh, like Tate, like, um, I have this like vivid memory of being like a young man, a young boy sitting on the curb at a, um, I think it was a highs, uh, (laughs) uh, convenience store. And with this like classic ice cream sandwich, you know, you get the the cake on your two fingers here and yeah. just eat. And I wanted to recreate that moment in ice cream form. And uh, so we have an ice cream sandwich that tastes like an ice cream sandwich. And to me, it's like every time I eat it, I get surprised that I'm awash with nostalgia. <laughs> like, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> and that to me is like, if you can create like that moment while eating an ice cream and like bring someone back to a moment in their life or help them coffees, me and my grandparents used to take instant coffee and put in vanilla ice cream and mix it up. So then I'll like sometimes have that kind of like, we we do coffee a little differently, but sometimes when I'm eating that coffee, it'll be like, (laughs) people memories and food memories when everything comes together. That's like, that's like the real special uh, sauce of it all to me. Yeah, we, you know, uh, I, I think like food, music, those, those different things that come in and I already kind of you know, like tip my hand a little bit there, by the way, uh, but food <laughs> and music, like when those things come in, they're, they're almost a way of like just bringing you back. It's like a, a version of like total recall. You, you have something like, oh, wow, they make these again. Like when I was, uh, when I was a kid, it was one thing. It's almost like the holy grail of, um, kind of junk foods for me, um, it's in, in junk food in the sense of like it's, it's quality. I enjoy it, but also it's not like macros or what have you. It's like just <laughs> fat. Um, were these like Ninja Turtle pies, like huge Ninja Turtle fan as a kid. And it's basically just a custard pie with like this green, like green, yeah, that like nitro green. Yeah. And it's like, is this like the ecto cooler, like glaze on top of this? And you know, I haven't seen them in a while because I don't think they exist anymore. But if someone said, look, I'm going to find a way to make this. I, I feel like just that, that setup, that flavor profile, all of that stuff is just going to take me back to, you know, when I was a kid and that first, the first movies came out and I was just like, wow, you know, I'm looking at stuff like that. And I think food does that the same way that the music may do that. So I kind of peruse some things, saw that you're in the podcast realm now. You're stepping on my toes a little bit. Uh, no, 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 no. It's all love, all love. Nah. <laughs> um, so, so tell us that, uh, that combination of, uh, reggae music and ice cream. How do those two things come together? Well, um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of weird jobs, um, that I never, this is the best job I ever had. I never knew that life could bring me here. Um, I thought I had the best job in the world. I was in, you know, when I was young, uh, 
I, I, I didn't even understand, like from a young age, I didn't even understand that I loved reggae music. It was like in me from a child, but I never was able to connect to it. So instead, like anytime there was a song that like, you know, obviously Bob Marley kind of like the hits I knew, yeah. I never deep dove in it. But anytime there was a song like, here comes the hot stepper or like bad boys, you yeah. know, th- like that had this like reggae tinge or, you know, was this kind of version of pop reggae. I immediately was drawn to it. And it wasn't until like probably even college where I was like, all right, let me dig deeper. And I started getting into the real like roots reggae. And it just, it just hit me in a way I never, uh, other music hadn't. Um, and when I went to Northern California, I was working the job, man, and I really did not like this job. And I was sitting, I, I remember I was sitting there in, we were in a town called Santa Rosa and there was a, a band called Groundation there. And they were like uh, California jazz students that were, that were playing really interesting reggae music. And I turn it over, I'm looking at the back and it says Young Tree Records in Santa Rosa, California. It's like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right. So I, I send an email off to the guy and I say, you know, I'll, I'll wipe floors in the studio. I don't care. I just need to be a part of this somehow. Yeah. And we met and I uh, was able to like kind of get hired to do marketing there. And it was a, a very small, it was like me, him and one other person and record label called Young Tree Records. And it was to promote Groundation, but then they also would take the legends of reggae music. Reggae is interesting because the founders of the music are still, at least back then, that was probably you know, 15, 20 years ago, the founders of this music were still yep. alive. Right. But unlike rock and roll or hip hop, they weren't royalty. They right. were still right. struggling to survive off of music. Yep. So our goal with, as this company was like, uh, was to preserve the preserve and continuing the, the, the legacy of reggae music and to, to give records to, we helped promote and re-release certain records that had kind of gotten lost in time. And uh, I got to work with some of these, like, you know, deep dive reggae, like, founders. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that was, like, a dream come true for me. And I got to do some uh, tour management with them, with the band Groundation. And it was a really special, uh, special time in my life. And, uh, you know, obviously, anything I do now, I want to help, again, pr- promote reggae music and promote the, like, musicians some of them are still alive. It's su- it's such yeah. an incredible thing to think about. It's not too much unlike hip hop, but but it's a little. It's about ten years further, uh, maybe not even. But uh, you know where the founders are still you know struggling to yeah. survive. So that's something that I always want to help with 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 whatever I can do. That's great. That's great. I mean, uh, maybe that was too long of an answer, but you know, it's something I'm passionate about. There's no, <laughs> no such thing as too long of an answer. Uh, <laughs> And, and that's great. Like I, you know, kind of diving back into it, like, you know, you mentioned jazz earlier, like going into the, uh, the old clubs back in the day. And it's, it's like, you know, I'll find genres because I've grown like disinterested with, with certain genres and I'll like start looking at other things. And sometimes I feel like, you know how people kind of joke that whole hack bit about like your browser history. I sometimes feel like disrespected about like what I have listed on Spotify. It's like, this is no cohesion. This is just <laughs> everywhere. And I'll have like, like I can see, I can tell what I was listening to and what I was thinking by like certain chunks. So 
I think I go back maybe three weeks ago. I had like a chunk of four like Bob Marley love songs like in a row, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember what was happening then." Or, <laughs> I, I don't want to know. I don't want to. Or I'll have like this whole like brick of like Charles Mingus songs. I was like, "Look, I have." That was a tough week. Yes, that was a I, tough week. I got like forty <laughs> Charles Mingus joints right here. This is something. But and, you know, and and this kind of to bring it all back around is yeah. like like well, I, I'm the same way. Like, there's lots of music that interests me. Um, I go, I used to go see, used to go see live music whenever possible. Um, but like, I think the connection in the music that draws me in and, um, it is that I like when I, I believe when there is emotion put into the music and it's real and it feels powerful. And I think that's the same thing with, with the food world and, and like the, the business world and, and Baltimore as a whole is like, when people are feeling it and true, that's when I connect. That's like the, yeah. the common thread in my life is like, re- I don't want to say realness because that, but it's like emotion. Like I want to yeah. feel when someone's singing something, I want to feel it. When they're cooking something, I want to feel that love in it. I want to like, you know, I tell my team here, if we're having bad days, I'm like, nope, you're not making ice cream today. We'll put the other guy on the ice yeah. cream. You can, you know, cut up the thing or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> you got to put the love into it. It's, it's transferring it. Like, you know, even like from what I do in this, this podcast realm, I'm like, nah, we're not going to record today. We're going to do this on another day. It's just like the energy is just not there. And I definitely agree. And especially with talking with like artists and business owners and and doing this show and just kind of using it as a vehicle is a very selfish vehicle to network with people and get (laughs) to know like the the people in the city that kind of keep the city moving the the gears Mm -hmm. out here. And, you know, it's just like you meet people, you see what their thing is, and you see this this energy that comes off of them that they enjoy what they're doing. And it makes me enjoy what I'm doing that much more. And it's like, you know, you'll do certain things like you'll whatever the thing is, like I'll do a show with somebody. It's like, all right, this wasn't this was all right. This didn't work as well. And other people's like, yeah, I think we're friends. So like, this is great. you know. (laughs) And it's just like something just clicks there and something resonates. And I think with whatever the commodity is, like if you're, you're, you're buying something, if you're consuming something in whatever way, it's like, yeah, work was put into that. That's, that's, that's you right there. That's you on a plate. That's, that's you on a cone right there. Right. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So, uh, let's see. Um, I think I've asked most of my questions here, actually. Uh, actually I had two, two of them. Um, could you share an experience that helped craft your career, whether it be, just in general or whether it be in what you're doing at the uh, Chamery? There was a, um, there was a, an ice cream parlor that we visited before we opened the Chamery. And, um, it, it was called, um, Creole Creamery in New Orleans. Okay. And, uh, I remember sitting there basically Laura and I went, Laura is my wife and my business partner and all around angel from heaven. And, um, we were sitting there. We we decided to go to New Orleans either to celebrate the fact that we our bank loan had gotten approved, or to like scheme on, on what we do next with our entire lives. Right. Uh, so we hadn't quite found out, but uh, that it wasn't looking good at that point. Um, and we we were like, let's go anyway. We go, and um, the owner of the Creole Creamery kind of showed us around. We got this tour. I remember sitting there, and I, I looked around this this uh, ice cream shop, and I saw, you know, students from Tulane. I saw people from all over the city, young kids, people on dates, uh, well, people in a suit and tie, people with hard hats and vests on. And I was like, 
ice cream shops are the secret heart of a community. Like everyone is here getting ice cream. And it was a moment where I was like, this is what I want for Baltimore. Um, You know, I hadn't, like, I hadn't been able to, like, I hadn't seen that kind of ice cream shop. And there's something about ice cream, like ice cream is, if a date's going well, that's where you go. (laughs) You know, if, if, uh, if you're having a bad day, it's where you go. If you need a little pick me up, uh, like everyone loves ice cream. There is nothing like, like, you know, what I, what I'm especially proud of, and, and if you go into our flagship shop, you know, I remember just the same thing on a Saturday evening. You'd look around, you'd be like, look behind the counter, look at these. We have incredible employees, and they came from all over the city. You know, there were Towson students. There were people that took three buses to get to work. Yeah. And the, the shop is just filled with different people from different backgrounds. And in Baltimore, that's, that's, it's hard. It's, it's not as, it's, it's hard to do that. Like, like there needs to be more places in Baltimore that are like unifying and like, not, you know, bringing, bringing people together. And ice cream is like, when I talk about it as like a weapon for, for good, that's no, yeah. kind of what I mean is like, it's like, it's a happiness thing. And like, that's always, you know, a, a moment. And then another moment was like, you know, after, after the riots in Baltimore, I remember like, um, you know, Nick and Marilyn Mosby and their kids came in for ice cream and the whole shop just started like applauding. It was like that moment where like the city needed a little bit of hope and both of them were just kind of like, they're providing some hope regardless of everything that comes after or before. Like there was like this one moment where it's like, and then it was like, you know, it was like a community. Like whenever it feels like a community there, it makes me feel really, really happy. Yeah, it's 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 finding your tribe and providing like smiles or what have you through like high fat content and deliciousness and <laughs> and, and and that's the thing like you know one of the moments that I had in in doing this and I always kind of juggle and struggle with the uh, the idea of you know this is obviously a passion project and it's like is this work is are you an artist are you this are you that and I don't think about those things as much. Like, you know, like when someone asks me, I have to think about it, but not really um, just in my like regular life. But when we do like the live shows and, you know, and things obviously have changed there, but when we do the live shows and just one of those moments that, yeah, I'm doing the right thing was um, I think we did a holiday show and we had some, you know, people there and we did this trivia contest and we have the, uh, we have like the Charlie Brown Christmas music playing and all of that stuff. We do a trivia contest and it's like, <laughs> finish the lyrics to this song. And it was the beginning of No Easy Way Out from Rocky Four. And people were singing along. And I was like, this is why I'm a podcaster. This is why I'm putting on these live shows. And this makes all of it worth it. Something as simple and as mundane as that. But to me, it's like bringing people together that fit into a certain like universe and unified by like either liking me or liking like people performing like in podcasts and what have you. And that seems like what you were describing that a second example uh, with just people in Baltimore, just coming together and, you know, unified on the banner of ice cream. And the other thing that you mentioned uh, previously with uh, New Orleans, New Orleans is my favorite place, by the way. Oh my and God. New Orleans is amazing. I usually go for my birthday. And um, so I, I want to say, um, what was it? I think it was like a couple of years ago. It was the last time I went there and um, me and my, me and my, me and my girlfriend, actually, we stayed in this nice place. We did all this cool stuff. And again, I felt like 
I cause the the Saints to lose. I feel like I'm a bad luck charm for football teams. So the the game against the Rams that they lost and that was on my birthday, and I was like, I have to have, go out and have dinner after this. I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, the this whole is uh, town's upset, and you're like, It was just sad it? saxophones. I was like, This is not great. <laughs> but it, it was one of those things of seeing like that the, the how the people came together was the thing that ultimately I took out of. It. I was like. I want this, I want this for Baltimore. I want like, you know, I like when there's that good energy and people are connected and they're unified under something. And, you know, hopefully we get more of that. And let's see, I think you already touched on this one, but maybe if you want to add anything else to it. Um, so you, you touched on, I think your aha moment, that was the uh, Creole creamery, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it was one of them, you know, <laughs> I think the other is just, um, you know, there were so many, like, you know, Laura, Laura, my wife, Laura is the one that like, she went to hotel school. This was her, this was her dream. Uh, ice cream was my dream, but opening a food establishment was her dream. And I, you know, really the, the main, like there was a moment where like that will, you know, taking down the brown paper from the windows on our first day open and seeing a line where you're just like, okay, thank you. <laughs> a line and you know, and that line lasted all summer long. And like we survived through that first winter and then people came back in the next summer and it was just like, okay, you know, Baltimore supports, Baltimore loves supporting people who love Baltimore. <laughs> like, you know, yes. it's like if, if you, if people are true and, and true about it and I have a whole group of wonderful friends who are all working really hard to support Baltimore and make it better. And, and there's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more, like like the work you all are doing, and, and many many more people, and and just there's a lot of people working really hard to like make great things happen in this city. Yeah, uh, and that's I'm I'm glad to be a part of, it, and I'm glad that you're a part of it, and <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. I had some corny Baltimore questions before we wrap up. Okay. There. Let's see. I'm going to ask the de facto one because of summer. Uh, snowball flavor. What is your favorite snowball flavor? See, I'm a, I'm a, my favorite snowball that I've ever had uh-huh. is there is a egg. Cu- I mean, I'm an egg custard fan, and there is a spot called Elizabeth and Ziggy's. It's outside the city, uh-huh. and it is uh, the 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 man that r- works there by himself is like it, it's he's. He's not Japanese, but it's that Japanese mentality yeah. of like, he doesn't care how long the line is. It is one dude in there. He takes it, pours ice, knocks it down. And you taste it. And it's just like, oh, this is, why is this so much better? And it's just like the craftsmanship, the like, he's must be 65 years old at this point, old, older, 70. I have yeah. called Elizabeth and Ziggy's and it is just, uh, I, I dream of this snowball. They're, egg <laughs> they're, they're old. They're like classic egg custard is like, that's my favorite. So uh, marshmallow in the middle. Egg custard is my flavor. And um, I want to say like a, around this time last year, when we were doing some of the, um, the putting up signs and all this stuff for the, the live show, I had to do my Baltimore duty, my civic duty, if you will. They, this was around our skate time. And um 
it was a few people who from out of town, they came here and they were like, what is a Baltimore snowball? I overheard it. I was eavesdropping and I was like, oh, no, no, sir, sir. I stopped him and I was like, I'm going to order for you. And this is what I'm going to order. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, Custer, what is that? I was like, don't worry. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, somebody kissed you inside of your mouth. It's great. You're like it. <laughs> inside. I love, um, shout out there. We, I've been now two, two times, three times since this, like the past three weeks, yes. ice Queens and locust point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just yeah. went and checked them out. And, um, I had a, a peach Melba. It was like, Ice soft serve on the bottom and a really nice peach flavor and, and whipped cream on top. And that was awesome. Yeah, I I'm definitely want to get there soon because uh, they're, they're down there. And, you know, they, they combine my two favorite things, two of my favorite things. It's They have New Orleans style in there. So right there from an SEO perspective, you caught my attention. And, you know, you got a snowball, so I'm going to pull up. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's see. Two, two more questions. Two more questions. Best uh, favorite crab cake. I don't, that's, that's a really good question. Oh, oh, stumped, uh, stumped, I see. Well, I mean, you know, to me, Fadley's is the ultimate crab cake experience. Okay. Um, and I love their crab cake. I'm going to go Fadley's. I got okay. to. Okay. It's in the city. You go to Lexington Market. I grew up going, I remember going with my grandfather to Lexington Market. Yeah. Again, it's one of those connections. You walk in those doors, you're like, brought back, like, you know, you get to smell 20, the uh, 30 years, you get those roasted nuts, you get the uh, what is it, Constance, the hot dog stand or what have you. Yeah. And yep. that, was, that was the go to my me and my dad would go there and we would leave with three bags. It would be Constance. We would go there and get candy and like those blue mints. And they would go there probably to the uh, the deli and get that roast beef sandwich. That's yeah, just right. all that was, the meat. Mm hmm. And then, and then that burger bakery is where we end. I was a bake. I, I love, I love bakeries. I love yeah. big cakes and cookies, and I'm a dessert man at heart. What can I say? <laughs> All right, then I'm going to shift my last question. Then okay, um, let's see. What is it, Outerbine or uh, Burger? What is what is the Baltimore yeah, cookie? It, it, what is the Baltimore cookie? It's a loaded question. <laughs> I, can't, I can't answer that. Ah, uh, that's funny. Otterbein are my homies, so I, I'll say Otterbein. That's fair. Uh, I, I love Otterbein cookies. <laughs> burger, burger, burger cookies also good. Yeah, but uh, but I'll go Otterbein. Then that's you're off the hot seat, sir. Um, <laughs> I, I hope not much of the dry ice or whatever to make this deliciousness is melted or whatever the case is. Uh, even <laughs> no, though dry, ice, yeah. So. Um, any anything that you want to shout out um, while we in these last few minutes? Um, I like to throw out there shameless plug, uh, moment or what have you, or period. And you know, also congratulations on seven seven years. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been a really fun ride. Um, you know, we're just we're working hard. We got uh, seven flavors coming up for the anniversary that we've been that that'll be released on um, in about a week. And everything is just you know we're just we're just um, churning along here. At the charmery, and, uh, and you know we're we're constantly thinking of some new flavors. We got a few up our sleeves that are going to be really, really fun and delicious. And we have some awesome partnerships uh, with some really great. We have one coming up with um, Kondwani Fidel, who is an incredible uh, poet, spoken word off, spoken word artist, and author. And um, he just got released a uh, a book, and um, 
you should check him out on uh, Spotify. Totally. Get your uh, get your Spotify <laughs> into a different direction. <laughs> your racks will be leading you all over the place with that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's that's great. And um, for for David, I'm Rob Lee, and I'm saying that there is art all around Baltimore and ice cream.